You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast with Stephanie Holland, episode 8. Welcome to the Thriving Empire podcast, where it's all about stabilizing the roller coaster of starting up so that you can launch your ideas with more passion, purpose, and vision. I'm your host, strategist, traveler, and coconut macaroon addict, Stephanie Holland. So let's get started. Well, hey there. How are you? I'm amazing. I've only got a few weeks left in Mexico this season. It's my seventh season here, and I can hardly believe it. Seriously, where does time go? But one thing I will not miss is the ants. Now, if I forget, for example, to put a coconut in the fridge before I leave my house, um, once I've drunk the coconut, of course, then when I come home, I find like four or five giant trails of ants from the east, west, north, and south (laughs) of my apartment making a pilgrimage to the coconut like it's sacred ground like Machu Picchu. I'm talking like thousands of them. And I'm going to share my evil side with you. You know what I do? I take great pleasure in spraying the whole trails (laughs) with detergent. Okay. (laughs) I'm such a bad person. And I also find myself wondering how many ants I've eaten this season alone. See, ants love water and they're really smart animals, right? So they love to stay hydrated. So they drink water when they're thirsty. And I often find little huddles of them floating in my water glass, like little life rafts. And of course, in the middle of the night, when I wake up thirsty, I just reach over to my bedside table and drink the glass in the dark. So I'm, I'm sure I've, I've, I've ingested quite a few ants <laughs> in the last eight months. But listen, here's my rationale. If grasshoppers are 98% protein, then I'll bet ants are as well. So there you go. Some inside insights into life on the beach in Mexico. It's not all peachy. <laughs> So we're back um, to the Freedom Philosophy schedule after a break last week where we talked about the six steps to being radically organized in your business. Now, I'll be coming back to that topic actually in a lot more detail in season two. But just so you know, the seven-day visionary leadership challenge is still open for registration. The next live round kicks off February 3rd. So just head over to stephanieholland.co forward slash live to get more info and to sign up to become a radically organized and visionary leader in your life and work. So now that we're back to um, season one, the freedom philosophy season, um, we've just finished talking about how to build a freedom life. That was kind of step one. So the next five episodes are all about step two, which is really about crafting a thriving lifestyle so that you can thrive on all levels and show up a thousand percent for all areas of your life life rather, and and your work, your career, or your business. So first of all, what is a thriving lifestyle? What does that even mean? So for me, it's about thriving physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, regardless of what's going on in your work, your career, or your business. And really thriving uh, on all levels is really underpinned by habit and ritual. Now, one of the most inspiring examples of habit and ritual I've ever heard of, or ever read rather, because I read her book, is Twyla Tharp. Now, she is a 70-something dancer and choreographer, and she wakes up at 5.30 a.m. Oh my God, she's my absolute like hero. She gets dressed, she jumps into a cab, and she heads to the gym for a two-hour workout. Now, ritual, she says, is powerful, but hers is not the waking up or getting dressed. The ritual for her is getting into the cab, as she explains in one of my favorite books called The Creative Habit. You absolutely have to read it right now, The Creative Habit. It's on Amazon. 
Now, this simple, repeatable action of just getting into the cab is one of a series of rituals that keeps her showing up for her life and work, thriving on all levels every single day. And she's in her 70s. It's crazy. She was born in 1941. She's so super cool. So habit and ritual is how you take control of your life, Um, especially and even if you don't have the the boot camp discipline that you crave. So people often think of me, I'm talking about my friends and people who know me, they think of me as as a boot camp kind of girl because they know that if I say I'm going to write a book, I'll start writing 2,000 words a day from tomorrow and in a month I'll have a book. I've done it twice. But here's my secret. I don't have boot camp discipline. What I do is I create a new habit or ritual that makes my project possible. So for my first book, I moved to Portland, Oregon, and I wrote under a Japanese cherry tree every single day. For my second book, I moved to Byron Bay, Australia, and wrote at a cafe nestled in the forest every day. So perhaps moving location is the ritual, or even writing under the tree is the ritual. Perhaps it's writing 2,000 words first thing in the morning before I'm allowed to do um, a do anything else like play or or have fun or rest or anything. And the third book is brewing. So there's definitely another tree in my future, but either way I do something different to create that different result. And I make that my ritual. So let's get into the four ways to thrive and start talking about some of the new habits and rituals you can put in place to get the results that you want. So we're going to talk about your body, your mind, your heart, and your spirit. So here's the first one. A thriving body wakes up feeling rested, strong, and vital. It's exercised, nourished, and hydrated. And it carries you through your day without complaint and lets you know when something's wrong or when you need to slow down. So here are the questions that you can ask to see if you have a thriving body and to create one if you don't. Question one, how do you want to feel physically in your body? Question two, how do you actually feel physically or in your body? Question three, what do you think might be blocking you from feeling that way? And question four, what could you do or change that would help you feel how you want to feel? And brainstorm some solutions and pick one and try that one every single day for 40 days. Now, in the tradition of kundalini yoga, it is said that a 40-day practice breaks the negative habit by replacing it with a new habit. So this might mean not doing something like not having any refined sugar, or it might mean doing something else instead to replace it, like instead using coconut sugar rather than just cutting it out completely. So this is why I tend to do 40-day challenges for myself when I'm trying to change a habit or do something new. And I find them really effective for breaking old habits and creating new rituals. So I mentioned this in an email um, to my list the other day that I'm starting a strength training routine this year. And by the way, you can totally sign up for my list at stephanieholland.co if you're not already on it. Um, But the real issue that I was kind of talking about is that my existing fitness routine, I think is actually now too tough on my body. It's just too much cardio, right? I just had another birthday. I just turned 42 and I've done a lot of cardio all my life. And I just find that I just feel in my body that I don't really feel as good doing all that cardio as, uh, as I used to. So I'm cutting down the cardio down to three times a week. I'm adding three strength training sessions instead just to build muscle in my body. But what I was worried about initially, was this, that without the cardio, I don't feel excited. My rest days, the two rest days I have a week, 
when I don't do that cardio, when I don't jog on the beach or do my 20 minute workout, I tend to feel a little more anxiety and depression and I don't feel excited. I don't feel energized. I, you know, I really need something to help me move that energy around my body first thing in the morning. And I actually kept doing cardio just because I didn't want to not feel good energetically. So I really needed to find a solution to that. So what I've done is this, I've started Qigong or Qigong. You know, I haven't actually looked up how I'm supposed to pronounce it. So if you want to correct me, feel free. But I've started Qigong on my non-cardio days just to get the energy moving around my body. And oh my gosh, at first I found it super slow, the practice itself, but I feel so amazing afterwards. It's like plugging myself into a wall socket. It is such a gentle, powerful practice. So this is how I've used these questions about creating a thriving body to create a new fitness ritual for myself um, in my life. And, you know, to help me create a body that I hope will continue to thrive because I'm taking such good care of it. So moving on to the second pillar, the second pillar is your mind. So here are the questions for your mind. How do you feel mentally when you first wake up? How do you feel mentally in the middle of the day and last thing at night? So what I'm asking here is what are your default mental patterns every day? Are you feeling lethargic, excited, down, depressed, anxious, positive, foggy, or energized? And how would you prefer to feel in those moments if you're not feeling the way you'd like to feel? What might be blocking you from feeling that way, the way that you want to feel? So for example, are you sleeping well? Are you drinking too much coffee? Are you drinking enough water? Are you hydrated? Or is there a stress in another part of your life that you need to handle? And then you need to brainstorm or Google some solutions and pick one to try every day for 40 days. And you know what? That might be as simple as drinking a large glass of water half an hour before every meal. You just got to try it. Actually, if you do try this, you'll be surprised. You'll actually end up eating less at each meal because did you know that the body often mistakes thirst for hunger? So if overeating is your problem and snacking is your problem, try drinking a large glass of water when you feel snacky or half an hour before each main meal that you have. It's kind of amazing uh, what it does. So as for me, in terms of a thriving mind, I, I'm definitely not a consummate coffee drinker. I'm not a lifetime coffee drinker, but for some reason, I started drinking coffee in Mexico four years ago. And this season, I started drinking two cups a day and I started to feel really lethargic around 11 a.m. So I asked myself these questions and I was thinking, my God, this feels awful. What's going on? How can I change it? And I really had to question my two cups of coffee a day and cut back to one and the lethargy stopped. I didn't reach that 11 a.m. slump, which was really cool. I was just drinking too much coffee. Okay, so ask yourself those questions. How are you feeling in your mind? How, are you, how do you want to feel? And what can you do to change that? So the third pillar is a thriving heart. And a thriving heart is amazing. It beats strong and rhythmically. It pumps nutrients around your body, which is such a cool thing. But it's also on the other side, full of compassion, kindness, forgiveness, and love, and really able to recognize and understand these qualities in other people. And it's also the fourth chakra in our body, which basically means it's an energy center. And when it thrives energetically, it really empowers us to be unattached to certain 
certain outcomes so that we can work with integrity and in our authentic flow. It empowers us to be open to our surroundings so that we can integrate our experience into everything that we do. It empowers us to be independent of love and affection from others so that we can follow our ideas without the approval of friends and family and regardless of their criticism. And it also empowers us to be full of life and physical vitality so that we can rock our life and our business. So here are the questions to develop a thriving heart. What small or simple things, actions or activities make you blissfully happy? Question two, how can you do them or make them happen more often? Question three, or really it's action three, schedule them in your calendar. I'm not kidding. Schedule it. Dinner with mum every Wednesday. Mum and I used to do this when we both lived in London. It was so much fun. And hammock time every day at four o'clock. This is my thing, hammock time. So pick one thing that makes you blissfully happy and do it every day. Schedule it every day for the next 40 days. I actually love cold showers. These make me so happy. And I think these help me to thrive on all levels, physically, mentally, and emotionally. It really leaves me buzzing, which is actually a good thing because I don't actually have hot water in my apartment in Mexico. It is cold showers all the way. And as you know, I'm talking about it all the time. I love hammock time. I don't know why, but it makes me so happy. Just buy yourself a hammock and you see what I mean. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that, but I'm sure I'll bring it up another time in the podcast. So the fourth pillar is a thriving spirit. Now, a thriving spirit is a peaceful, consistent, and loving inner voice. It's a sense of spaciousness, possibility, and purpose. And it supports a powerhouse um, of our mental, emotional, and physical powers that is always thriving and always on. So here, I guess the main question is, what are you doing when everything makes complete sense? What are you doing when you feel a sense of spaciousness, possibility, and purpose? Who are you with? Where are you? You know, this could be anywhere from your yoga mat and standing at the top of a mountain to traveling. What are you doing when everything makes complete sense? You could be writing or cooking or talking about something or thinking about something or spending time with someone. What are you doing or who are you with when everything makes complete sense? And also, what are you doing, thinking, or saying when your inner voice is saying a big, fat, resounding, hell yes, to whatever it is that you're doing? And then it's also good to list the people, activities, or things that come up and find a way to schedule them into your calendar. Again, scheduling is so important. You You remember that episode I did about creating your startup calendar, right? So important to schedule what's important to you, what makes you thrive, and then fiercely protect it. Now, even if these things are only once a month, it's once a month more that your spirit will be saying, hell yes. So anyway, pick one activity to try, schedule it every day for 40 days and do it. So those are four new habits and rituals you can try for the next 40 days. So my question is, will you just keep them nice and simple, 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 like drinking a glass of water 30 minutes before every meal. Don't use overwhelm as an excuse not to try something new. We're not talking about radical change. I mean, it could be a radical change if that's what you want to do, but it could be super simple as well. Just remember that your habits and rituals define your life. They define your lifestyle and your lifestyle ultimately defines how much freedom you have. So sometimes simple shifts 
will bring you back into alignment. Sometimes new habits, new rituals will bring you back into alignment. Sometimes you might need to implement a more dramatic change. You decide, but play it by ear. One thing I know for sure is this, that when you thrive, ideas will come to you more easily. You'll also make sense of them more easily and you will follow them more easily. So if you have the Freedom Philosophy podcast season study pack, then you can dive straight into worksheet 2.1 to begin crafting a thriving lifestyle for yourself. And if not, if you don't have the study pack, don't worry. You can grab it by heading over to the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash eight and using the code podcast at checkout for 50% off. You'll also get the digital copy of the book, The Freedom Philosophy That Inspired the Series, the workbook with a worksheet for each podcast episode, and the audiobook so you can listen on the go, as well as a ton of other resources, templates, and video lessons that I don't sell anywhere else. In the meantime, have a beautiful, gorgeous day, beautiful one. I'll see you next time. And P.S. Don't eat any ants. Bye.